0: You're listening to Khan Podcasts. Podcasts. The earthquakes in Turkey were felt by many in Israel and along with several milder tremors that occurred in Israel in the days following, served as a stark reminder of the critical need for earthquake preparedness. Professor Shmulig Marco, a professor in the geophysics department at Tel Aviv University, spoke to us about the complex fault system in this region and the need for Israel to be ready.
1: We have a lot of uh, everything because of the tectonic plates that are moving in the region. The Arabian plate moves northward, it collides with uh, Asia, uh, and this is what formed the what triggered the earthquakes in uh, Turkey, Syria, Um, and we see main shocks, which are the the strong earthquakes. We see triggered events, uh, triggered earthquakes, which are triggered by the first main shocks. Uh, And we see a lot of uh, aftershocks, which are sort of readjustment of the crust of the earth to the new a situation after the major earthquakes so we see a lot of everything but it all uh, these are all uh, different facets of the motion of the Arabian plates toward the north
0: So looking at this specific event, and when I say event, I'm taking into account everything that's happened this week. Would we expect any kind of aftershocks to be waning in terms of their strength and not having perhaps another very powerful tremor at some point?
1: Usually aftershocks obey a, a, a a, a mathematical rule of decay. Uh, they become uh, less frequent and smaller or weaker with time. A Japanese seismologist, uh, Omori, formulated the mathematical rule, and every strong earthquake that violates this rule or uh, is not in line with this rule is considered a, a separate shock. So what we've seen so far is the first main shock, which was uh, in the Richter scale, it was magnitude 7.8, an almost immediate aftershock, and then a lot of weaker aftershocks, and then another main shock, which was on a different fault, on a different rupture plane, and this created its own series, its own sequence of aftershocks. So uh, all in all, we have a complex situation in in Turkey that two fault systems are operating, and this changes the whole stress regime in the crust around the, this region, and it can certainly trigger more earthquakes. Of particular interest is the region to the northeast because uh, this is where I... I think I recognize a seismic gap, which means it's a section of the fault that has not had uh, any earthquakes in the last uh, three years.
0: So what does uh, that mean?
1: This gap will will get filled in in the near future, and uh, I'm really worried that the present earthquakes would trigger more, bigger ones, uh, not bigger, but big ones in the near future.
0: Can you be more specific about what you uh, describe as near future?
1: It's very hard. Sometimes it, it's a matter of months, uh, month, uh, weeks, but it can also be uh, a couple of years. Uh, for example, in 1999, there were two earthquakes four months apart, uh, just east of uh, Istanbul, and everybody expected, everybody I mean in the geological community expected the earthquake to propagate westward toward Istanbul. So Istanbul is on the brink of strong earthquakes, but uh, they haven't come since 1999. So uh, we have the whole spectrum of uh, options from uh, a few minutes, a few days uh, to several years. It's impossible to know.
0: And given that we did have a tremor in Israel last night, where does Israel fit into this framework and our own uh, preparation, concerns, forecasts for a significant earthquake here?
1: There is some similarity. The last strong earthquake to have hit the center of Israel, where most of the population resides, is on the Dead Sea fault between the Dead Sea itself and the Sea of Galilee. Along the Jordan Valley, the last one was in 1033, about a thousand years ago. So, for a thousand years, the region has accumulated a lot of uh, pressure, a lot of stress, and it is highly likely to uh, release it at some point in the in the near future. But again, we cannot say when. In Turkey. It was very similar situation the last earthquake in this particular segment of the fault over there it is called the East Anatolian fault because it it is the eastern boundary of the Anatolia block and since 1157 the place uh, this particular place has not sustained any rupture so in the 12th century there were There was a cluster of earthquakes in 1114, 1115, 1138, 1157, and then quiescence since uh, then until two days ago. So the same or or very similar situation is between the Sea of Galilee and, uh, and the Dead Sea. And this is quite frightening, and this is why we need to get prepared.
0: So to that end, how prepared are we? Um, What can we do in terms of forecasting? What can we do in terms of being prepared for a situation like this? Uh, What's your assessment of what we've done so far?
1: Let me start from the end. Forecasting is futile. We cannot forecast earthquakes. And the reason is, is actually built in the system. It's like we cannot predict, the, let's say, the first rain in the next winter. We know that there will be rain in the next winter, but there is no way to know the first day or uh, even the weather a month from now. We know that it will get warmer, but we cannot say which temperature it will reach. So the same with earthquakes. Although we know that uh, we are highly, we are certain, absolutely certain that they will come, there is no way to predict the timing. Uh, what we can do is many things. We have to be prepared all the time. Like when we drive a car, we uh, buckle the belt, uh, not because we intend to have a car accident, but because we do not control the situation and, and, and accidents can happen anytime. So the same with earthquakes. We have to be ready all the time with buildings that can withstand the earthquake shaking. In Israel, the new buildings post-1980s are built according to the code, and the code is is very good. Buildings that were built prior to this, uh, prior to the 1980s, uh, we just don't know. They may be okay, and they may be uh, too weak. So we have to do some retrofitting, uh, which was encouraged by the authorities in what we call TAMA 38. It's a program to retrofit old buildings uh, and uh, with some benefits to the constructors. But uh, unfortunately, it became sort of a financial issue or a uh, a means for uh, increasing the property's value and not—it uh, it, it doesn't really work. Only a few buildings were built, were uh, retrofitted. We did something important, and this is an early warning system. The Geological Survey has deployed nearly 200 new seismographs along the, the Dead Sea Fault, and we will get an early warning. Only after the earthquake has already started, we will have a few seconds, a few seconds to get ready. And a lot of automatic measures can be taken. For example, we can slow the train. We can uh, disconnect gas supply. We can disconnect high voltage uh, wire so they don't cause uh, fires and other damages. We can put uh, hazardous materials in safe places, for example, in nuclear reactors. Even trivial things like, uh, let's say, a, a laser operation. You don't want the laser beam to start uh, rattling, and this can be stopped. Everything Mm -hmm. can be done only automatically
0: so these are things that this system allows in reacting in real time to create a safe situation you mentioned though uh some of the more broader measures to earthquake-proof buildings so in your assessment how vulnerable are population areas where perhaps where buildings are older where this process hasn't been carried out how vulnerable are institutional buildings as well? In, and how, uh, what kind of time frame or what can be taken to try and address these issues?
1: This is not exactly my expertise. I, I, my research is about the, the earthquake process itself. But since I know where well the earthquakes are likely to happen, we have a number of cities located right on the fault Uh, or within the fault zone, which is starting from the south with Eilat, and and then Beit She'an, and Tiberias, and uh, Kiryat Shmona, and Chatzor, Chatzor Eglilit, all these places are right on the fault, and they're considered periphery. Uh, They're not at the center of the country. And over there, the, the retrofitting is badly needed. The many buildings are old and not built according to the code. So this would be most urgent. Uh, The problem is that it takes, of course, a lot of money and efforts. And the people who have to decide on it are politicians. The politicians don't see any, don't get any credit for something that will help the population perhaps. 10 years or 20 or 50 years from now. They want immediate credit. And uh, if you allocate a budget for uh, retrofitted buildings, you don't even know if people will thank you about it and and, uh, if people will elect you again. So the horizon of the politicians is the next election. The horizon of the earthquakes can be tens of years. So there is a mismatch, and this whole retrofitting or strengthening of the building, lags behind the needs. And it's quite unfortunate. Uh, I'm, I'm really worried about the situation of these old buildings. And we have to remember that it's not only in this uh, Eilat, Bechean, Tiberias, Kirat Shmona, etc. Tel Aviv is only 100 kilometers away from the main fault. Uh, and we know from the past that uh, Jaffa was hit. We know that Gaza was hit. So a distance of 100 kilometers covers the entire country. And we really need to worry about all the all the buildings and and take care of them. And we also have to worry about the main facilities like hospitals, schools. Some of them are old and they must be retrofitted. And uh, of course, the roads, the bridges have to be strong because if an earthquake breaks a bridge and they block the road, then uh, you cannot send rescue forces and, and so on. So people get uh, isolated in, in many places. This is the situation and I, I I'd hate to see it tested.